You're listening to Criterion Channel Surfing, a podcast dedicated to the films of the Criterion Collection streaming video service, the Criterion Channel. I'm your host, Josh Hornbeck. Stay with us as we start surfing the Criterion Channel. Criterion Cast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at CriterionCast.com. Well, welcome back to Criterion Channel Surfing after a long, unexpected hiatus. Uh, I am here with our a good friend and friend of the show, Michael Hutchins. Uh, Michael, it is so good to be talking with you again, and it is so good to be podcasting with you again, talking about the Criterion Channel. Yes, it's great. Thanks, yeah. I'm I'm so glad to be with you, uh, Joshua. It's just it's just amazing to be back. Thanks. Oh uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it is it is definitely fun, and uh, I am very excited. This is. Uh, a slight change in format. Uh, we just talked uh, a little bit on the Patreon portion about how we're going to be uh, switching up a little bit, uh, how we're talking about the Criterion channel in the, the show. And so this is just a quick react to the Criterion channel's January 2023 bundle announcement. Um, and uh, we're just going to walk through the the bundles and... Uh, uh, share any thoughts that we have briefly about those, and um, uh, there's some really exciting things coming out, so I, I'm excited to talk about these with you. Yes, let's do it. All right, well, uh, we have, and and this, this happened while I was on hiatus. Uh, for the last few months, we've had uh, films that are premiering and, and coming onto the channel at different times, uh, which uh, is, is, a big change to how the channel operates, right, Michael? Well, uh, in the past, they would let us know that this is a streaming premiere, and they would uh, uh, kind of give us a date in the middle of the month. So it, it's been maybe about maybe two years now that they've started doing that. But uh, but only in the last couple of months are they actually giving us, uh, in the press release, the actual date. Yeah. In the past, we had to wait until the uh, actual... Uh, website announcement to know the date that those would actually come up on the channel. In fact, we didn't we didn't even know these particular films were going to be uh, exclusive streaming premieres until the, the, the bundle. But now that we're getting the press release uh, and the getting those dates, we can assume any film that premieres after the first of the month is one of the exclusive streaming premiere films. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a that's a fascinating uh, change. Mm -hmm. to the uh to the way they're doing it i think it's uh i love the fact that they're continuing to uh, evolve as a channel and their selection of, of the actual films that they premiere seems to be uh 
less bound to current films, which I don't mind at all. It's just yeah. that now we're getting new restorations of older films. Yeah. Like yeah. this month, we're getting a restoration of, of Kamikaze Hearts. Yeah. And, that, and that's an older film. I think it's from the 80s, perhaps. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, and so that's it's it's exclusive streaming premiere, which means it's never it's never streamed on a commercial streaming service before. Yeah. All right. Well, we have uh, a bunch of things that are premiering uh, and that did premiere on January 1st, uh, including their their top build uh, bundle, which is the Cinema Verite bundle, which has a lot of really uh, incredible important uh essential films in the cinema verite uh pantheon right um, yes i mean there's just there's so many in, important films in there right i i, I yes. feel like it's it's stuff that if, if you haven't really dug into cinema verite this is a, a great place to start and what's great about this particular bundle is i think there's maybe about 20 films uh the vast majority of them are already in the permanent streaming library. Yeah. It's not. It's like they didn't have to go far because Criterion has been collecting these films, you know, all along. Yeah. I think uh, Woodstock, the uh, musical, uh, the documentary, that's a new one. And uh, see, I think there was one or two more. American Dream, the mm -hmm. uh, Barbara Koppel documentary, that was licensed also for this bundle. Yeah, uh, I think. Uh, but Kings of Pastry, I think, is new too, right? No, Kings of Pastry is one of those streaming only uh, films that, that that entered the uh, the collection maybe about a year ago. Oh, that's yeah. great! I did not yeah. know that. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. I I know Nation Time has come up a few times, but I don't think that's a, a permanent title, right? You're you're correct. Now, Nation Time was one of the uh, uh, what they called exclusive premieres, but it it ran out this month because they normally. Uh, license these premieres for two years and it's been on the channel for two years and now at the end of that two-year term it was most likely it was relicensed just for this particular bundle so i'm not sure at this point uh at whether that they plan to re continue to relicense it or to let it let it uh just be for this one bundle and then leave at the end of this like six month period okay you know? yeah yeah i i think you know nation time is fantastic mm -hmm. uh I mean, it's it's hard to select any any one of these, um, but uh, you've got things you you know you've got filmmakers covering things from politics to uh, music uh, festivals and concerts and artists to looking at uh, institutions. Uh, this is just a a really really comprehensive look at. 40, 50 years of verite filmmaking. And yes. uh, I just, I think this is, this is something that people should really, really dig into. Yeah. We've got, you know, Penna Baker, we've got the Maisel brothers, we've got Barbara Koppel, you know, uh, this, uh, if in, any, any big name in documentary filmmaking, and especially in, in the cinema verite style yeah. is in this bundle. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's, it's a fantastic uh, collection. Um, we do have that starring Joan Bennett bundle, which has, uh, again, some really uh, essential, essential films uh, from Little Women, uh, Scarlet Street, 
Manhunt. Um, this is this is some fantastic work here. Um, anything here that really stands out to you that well, my, you think is my, fantastic? My, yeah, my favorite American Fritz Lang film, The Woman in the Window, mm. is part of this bundle. So yeah, it's uh, I, I wasn't. I mean, I'm not that familiar with the work of Joan Bennett, but it seems like uh, this is a, a, a pretty good selection of films. Yeah, yeah. This is again. They continue to to lean into um, giving us great classic films, and I love uh, these these bundles centered on stars. Um, mm-hmm. We get great. Great film, great bundles centered on directors, but uh, I think that centering on stars also gives us a really unique perspective into classic Hollywood as well. And gives us a film like The Woman on the Beach, which I've not seen, which is a Jean Renoir Hollywood film. Yeah, you know, he was yeah. here for a little bit, and this is that was a representative of his Hollywood films. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, Mike Lee at the BBC. Uh, this is a incredibly exciting collection of mm-hmm. his early work uh, uh, these are ones that uh, I know have uh, been available on some streaming services uh, but they right now are incredibly hard to find yes. and uh, I think this is um, for any fan of Mike Lee's work um, these are going to be essential viewing uh, and uh, I think this is a, a really um, just stellar, stellar collection for people to 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 dive into, um, especially you know with a director who is a uh, a director of so many incredible actors and the the way he works with improvisation. Um, uh, I can't wait to dig into these. Same here. I've I've not seen any of these, and it's just I know they were available in a box set, maybe from the BFI, but I yeah. think it was region two or, or region b yeah. and so here we are able to see him on the channel and uh, uh what's unusual is that mike lee he made his his directorial debut in 1971 with bleak moments and then seemed to have disappeared for 18 years because you know but people didn't realize he was making all these films for, yeah. for television you know and it pretty much uh, uh maybe he's able to bring his style to that as coming from the stage and, and directing uh and his, his style of writing with the actors as their characters in creating these plays. And he, he continued that same style when he went into his other films, like From High Hopes and, and, and further on. Yeah. All the way up to Peter Lou, I think, even, even historical dramas. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, he, he uses that same technique. But I, I haven't seen any of these films. I did watch the introduction, introduction uh, interview with him with Amy Talvin, which was uploaded mm. at the same time as The Bundle. And uh, he explains his style of, of, of writing and directing. So it's, I, I recommend that as well. Maybe maybe watching that before you watch any of the uh, yeah. actual films. Yeah. yeah. We have Abbas Kiarostami's childhood films. Uh, this is also just a, an exceptional bundle. 17 films. Uh, we've got features, mid-length, and shorts here. It has some films that have been on the channel and have been uh, released on disc, uh, but it has films that have not made it into uh, onto the channel before, haven't made it onto disc before. And I believe I saw you mention in uh, one of the Facebook groups that these are all now Janus films. Is that correct? 
except for ABC Africa, which okay. is licensed from MK2. But MK2 also licensed all of the shorts to Janice. Okay. So, and I'm basing it solely on the opening credits, the opening yeah. logos. Uh, so it's possible they just forgot to put the Janice logo onto ABC Africa. Other than that, every, all the rest of these are uh, Janice films. And even ABC Africa appeared in the retrospective that uh, that Janice created of, of, of Kiristami's work um, okay. maybe about five years ago. Remember when they re they presented uh, yeah. as a tour all of his, uh, almost every film he made. And uh, they were all in restorations like from, from like 2014 or 15, I believe. Yeah. And I think MK2 was involved with that, and that's why they have the uh, maybe the rights to it, the world rights. And so Janice may sub-license them for the U.S. But uh, uh, as far as looking at the films there, uh, the tw 12 of those 17 are actually first time ever ever streaming, and, and those, those are all in the now Janice permanent streaming-only library. And this was a, a collection of films which I – always assumed would come physically, would come on, on a, um, in a set. And then, because uh, it's possible you could put all of these films, most of them say about 10, 15, 20 minutes for the shorter films, and uh, maybe an hour to hour and a half for the longer films. It's possible that the, the that other than Where's the Friend's House and The Life Goes On, which is already in the Coco trilogy, the rest of these could easily fit onto a, a, a set of two discs. You know, mm, yeah. But uh, but I'm I'm happy to, to see see them finally available on the channel. You know, it seems yeah. like there's just a, such a backlog now of films that Janice has, yeah. that uh, that for instance, like we were talking about Mai Zetterling, that we didn't know that her films were licensed until they actually were there. Yeah. And then we've had the films like uh, the Michael Haneke films. Those three films have been licensed since all the way back in the days of, of Filmstruck. And yeah. here now this month we have we have it on disc. Well, in December we have it released on disc. So uh, it, it's it's something that uh, we never know whenever they're going to actually release a, a, a streaming-only film on Diz, but at least we have them here on the channel to enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that to me is, again, one of the reasons why uh, beyond all of the, the great uh, short-term licenses that they get, uh, uh, I just love having access to this library of incredible films uh, that they have. And uh, adding these these new titles is uh, really exciting. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, we have Fernando De Leo's Italian crime thrillers. While I haven't seen any of these, I do really enjoy uh, some of these kind of pulpy Italian uh, 70s films, whether they're giallo or uh, Italian crime dramas and thrillers. Uh, I think these look like they could be a lot of fun. And uh, again, we're exploring different corners of uh, cinema here. Right. I've, I've seen a couple of them only because when I saw they were announced, I, I looked on to um, Canopy and saw a couple. Of, in fact, I think all of these are on Canopy, but I was mm. able to, I was able to watch a couple of them before uh, well, the great. channel ran out. You know, you know, the Canopy, as far as your library goes, you, you get certain credits. And I was I had a few credits left for, for the month of December. So yeah. I checked them out, and and I enjoyed them. I, I wouldn't say they were uh, great, but I I can see the appeal. Like they, that you know, they say Quentin, Quentin Tarantino uh, was really inspired by them. I'm not sure exactly how, but uh, <laughs> may, maybe in Pulp Fiction, or maybe Reservoir Dogs. I'm not sure, but uh, they were okay. Uh, 
you know, it, they come from that era whenever all Italian films, films were dubbed. And also, in order to get financing from Hollywood, they would bring in American stars, you know. Mm. And so, so occasionally you, you see, you know, uh, a familiar face that's, that's put in there. And so I think, you know, uh, people who enjoy crime films would, would enjoy them. Yeah. That's great. That's fun. Uh, we've got uh, 60s Hitchcock with mm-hmm. Psycho, Marnie, and The Birds. Uh, you know, three classics from from Hitchcock. Yeah, I think that that's probably the three films of the 60s that, that, that would probably stand out more than any other. Yeah. And, you know, we have... I, you know, I never would have thought that we would get Hitchcock, um, at least the, the more popular studio Hitchcock films on the Criterion channel. Mm-hmm. And we just keep getting these Hitchcock films back on the channel. This yeah. is the third time we've gotten them on the channel. Is that well, right? Uh, only uh, Psycho and Marnie, well, one of one or two of them have never been on the channel okay. before. Okay. But uh, you're right. There was a gigantic bundle that came, I think, last, well, Christmas of 2021, I believe, if okay. I can recall correctly. And it, and it, covered, it covered a broader range of his films all the way up yeah. to, I think, his last films even – Frenzy and uh, and later films. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it just I find it uh, again fascinating that I, I back when the channel launched, I never thought we would get some of these uh, yeah. larger uh, classics. That uh, it's yeah. exciting that we're getting them. Yeah, and all three of these are from Universal, so I'm sure yeah. it was probably uh, pretty easy to to license them as yeah. as a bundle. We may get them for two months. No, uh, normally, I would say most studio films are three months, yeah. but I've noticed that some some uh, some of the bigger titles is normally two months. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, three films from Jerzy Skolomowski, the three films from the director of EO, which uh, if you're paying attention uh, <laughs> to the film the film world right now, we know that Janice has uh, is distributing EO. Uh, in the U.S. and uh, so I, I think this makes sense that they are showing three of his films on the channel. Uh, I think that's really uh, fun, and uh, uh, I'm excited to to see more of his work and to uh, uh, get a chance to see some of his early films before I get a chance to see you. Yeah, these are the films he made in in England. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, he had made some films, of course, in Poland uh, in the '60s, but these three films were were uh, after he had started making films in England. I've only seen Moonlighting, which I really enjoyed. That's one of the early films I saw with Jeremy Irons, in fact. But uh, the other two I've heard of, but never gotten around to seeing. Oh, and also, uh, you may be interested to know that The Shout from 1978 is also a new film to the uh, Janus Library. Oh, that's exciting too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's very exciting. So I so I so I suppose that maybe that was available, and whenever they uh, saw the interest there was in EO, that they decided, well, let's see what we can get of his earlier stuff. That's great. That's very great. They are also making sure to keep highlighting the sight and sound films that they have uh, mm-hmm. on the channel both the uh, critics poll and the uh, director's poll and uh, again it's just it's an amazing um, 
resource that we have that we can see so many of the uh, films from both polls on the channel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more than 50 of each, you know, so more than half of each of each of the lists are now available to watch on the Criterion channel. I can't imagine any other streaming service being able to claim that. Yeah. E even HBO Max, which which licenses uh, a big number of films from Jan from Janice and from Criterion, have some of these films, maybe maybe a third of them. Yeah. But nothing compared to what uh, Criterion can make available in this collections. Uh, we have some exclusive streaming premieres. We have Il Buco on January 5th, Kamikaze Hearts on January 11th, uh, Cyrano de Bergerac on January 14th, and Keen on January 19th. Of these four exclusive titles, three of them are restorations, so that, that yeah. seems to be where Criterion is going. And Il Buco I want to see because it it's, it's been high on the list of some of the best uh, the yeah. best best of 2022 2022 list so yeah looking forward to seeing that and they're bringing back uh Formentino's older film uh il quattro volte which okay. is uh yeah that's another uh, michelangelo Formentino film that they streamed a while back and so they're bringing it back to stream as a kind of a, a double double feature with il buco that's great we have uh, only one Criterion uh, Collection edition this month that's being released, and that's yeah, uh, Robert Altman's Three Women. Yeah, it's, it's very unusual to have only one, but yeah, that's a great film. It's the first time it's come to the channel. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyone who hasn't seen it need, needs needs to get it because it's uh, it it's of course a licensed film, so it's 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 from Fox. I think that was one yeah. of the films that Altman did with Fox. So yeah, I. I I'd recommend that also highly. Yeah. Uh, in keeping with the Cinema Verite bundle uh, from earlier uh, the, in our conversation, on the 16th, they're going to be releasing a new edition of Art House America uh, focused on the Maisel's Documentary Center, which uh, I think is really exciting. There's a great collection of films that they're showing with that as well. There's just, there's there's good stuff in here from things that are part of the permanent collection to um, uh, films that are already on the channel um, to just some some really, really important films here. Um, I think, again, things like Salesman, uh, The Gleaners and I, Camera Person, uh, Symbiopsychotaxoplasm. Uh, mm -hmm. This is a, a really great uh, a really great breadth of nonfiction filmmaking oh, this yeah. year. Very, very eclectic collection yeah. here. Yeah. 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 And, and I'm just happy to see the series returning because it's been um, uh, more than two years since the last episode of this series. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I think it was in the at the end, end of end of 2020. Yeah. yeah. And so I just thought maybe it was one of those series that they just kind of say, well, we've done enough. We've, we've hit the major art houses in America, you know, because, you know, they did things like, I think the last one was a Doris Duke in Honolulu, but they did the Bell Court and they did Jacob Burns Center and yeah. uh, the Walter Reed Theater in New York. And, and then, so I, uh, I'm just glad to see it back. And, yeah. and I'm, uh, I think at the time, uh, those were being produced by uh, Criterion producer Terry Young, who seemed to be their, their producer in the field. She would be mm -hmm. the one who'd go out to do these different things that's, you know, it's not like uh, 
the interview ease are coming to New York to be interviewed in the Criterion Studios. Tara Young would be the producer who would actually go out to the different cities. Uh, she did that series also uh, of uh, Meet the Artist that appears on the channel. Yeah. You know, this inside the, the artist studio. Yeah. Uh, and um, and that and they, they've not done any of those in quite a while, too. And I enjoy those. You know, you were meeting the, the artists who were creating the covers for the physical releases. Yeah, that was that was Tara's uh, one of her series also. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's that's good. I'm glad I'm glad we're getting more of these original pieces. I think that's mm -hmm. again that's part of what differentiates Criterion Channel from other streaming services. Mm -hmm, exactly. Even some of the really good ones uh, like uh, Ovid or like Canopy uh, or Movie things that I really value and. Uh, I think are really important. Uh, it's it's these these supplements that and these special special pieces that really make Criterion Channel stand out. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine. Is there any other other streaming service who does this original content? As far yeah. as you know, interviews and and and, and uh, introductions like that. I just if it, they're out there, they're few and far between. Exactly. Exactly. Well, leading on from the Maisel's Documentary Center, we have the true story section of the releases, and uh, that uh, includes The Task on January 2nd, The Day After Trinity on January 9th, The Village Detective, A Song Cycle on January 16th, The American Sector on January 23rd, and the Reagan Show on January thirtieth. I'm I'm really excited to see uh, a new Bill Morrison. Well, yeah. maybe not a new Bill Morrison, but a Bill Morrison film that has never premiered on a streaming platform. Uh, I think that's exciting. And um, the American Sector is maybe one of my favorite films from uh, 2021. Uh, I love this film. I think it's uh, really incredible. So. Uh, hopefully this will get more people to watch it. It's uh, a stunning um, work that just gets us to meditate on monuments and why why we we use monuments and um, markers to remember certain things. And uh, it's uh, it's an incredible work that uh, yeah. I hope I hope more people catch. I saw it on Canopy, and I just, I just, I was surprised by the interaction between the filmmakers and the uh, the people they were interviewing. Yeah. And just kind of off the off the street, you know, off the cuff interviews with people who come to visit these um, sections of the Berlin Wall that yeah. that are throughout uh, the United States. And it was just, uh, it, it's just a lovely little film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it makes me really uh, eager to see the Reagan show. Uh, Another film by Pacho Velez, uh, who was uh, one of the co-directors of The American Sector. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, there's some really great uh, works uh, that are coming here. I, I think that their documentary sections are always really, oh, yes. really strong. Going back to The Village Detective, the new film yeah. by uh, Bill Morrison, I think it is his latest film. So it's they came out in 2021. But uh, anybody who's a fan of Bill Morrison will love this film as well. I, That's great. Again, this is a film that I, I, I've kind of previewed on Canopy. 
and, and, and thought it was just very delightful. It's it starts off in a certain direction, and you don't not sure where it's going. But that's the same thing with a lot of of, of Bill Morrison's films, in that you think is this just an exploration of of just one particular film and the discovery of it, and then and then uh, I won't I won't spoil it for you by the ending. But along the way, what you're seeing is just a uh, almost kind of like a, a cinematic uh, biography of this one particular Russian actor and his roles throughout throughout his life. He was in films from just just after the, the Russian Revolution, I think in the early 20s, all the way up until uh, the early 70s. And mm-hmm. so watching his career is almost like watching uh, like a history of, of, of Russian cinema. Yeah. Well, that's great. That sounds fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the women filmmakers section, we have Marta Mezoros's diary films. We have The Return of Party Girl, and we have Beauty and the Dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like uh, Beauty and the Dogs. I think it's a, a really searing, uh, really difficult film, but uh, I think it's a, a really, really powerful uh, Tunisian film. Yeah, I think it's 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 really really good yeah it's one of those oscilloscope uh, releases that uh, i'm a member of the the circle yeah of trust and uh every now and then i'm thinking well it's been a while since they've released you know i think they're having some kind of supply problems with that yeah and so uh every once in a while i'll say well i'll use some of my credit and get some of the older films and i'm always going back to beauty and the dogs but i keep keep not pulling the trigger and now i can get the chance to see it on the channel so yeah i think that's, so that's a great good. way to do it yeah yeah and then the mezzaros uh trilogy i i'm really looking forward to that that's one of the, the biggest things the channel i want to watch i i really liked her film adoption and so i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing these three three later films that's all great. all licensed and all part of uh the criterion with the janice uh streaming only library that's great uh, for our Saturday matinees, we have the uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein classic, Oklahoma. We have uh, the animated feature, Phantom Boy. We have the Clay Bird as well. Uh, Phantom Boy is, is fun. Uh, it's a very dark, uh, trippy uh, yeah. kids film. It's not, I don't, you know with some of these these alternative animation films sometimes i wonder how uh appropriate they are for some kids right. but uh i do think it's a it's a really really wonderful wonderful film yeah it's 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 funny like whenever you think of french animation uh ordinarily uh, it, it's never going to be exactly what you think of, of as american children's animation exactly you know? even if you think it's like something like with a name like phantom boy that you think it's going to be made for children it's not or april in the extraordinary world yep. which is also yep. just on the channel and um and there was there was another another set uh another french animation film that, that premiered last month that i really enjoyed and i can't recall off the top of my head it's more like uh like uh an anim- animal stories you know but mm-hmm. but yeah. it, was, it was it was a lovely film and that was the one that's the one french film i think well what this this was made for like a eight-year-old you know but yeah. <laughs> other than that some of these seem to be uh, they're not graphic in, in any sense, but they they, they do have, they do uh, have themes that sometimes I guess children wouldn't be able to uh, to appreciate. Well, and and I think so many uh, so much American animation is so 
um, sanitized. Yeah. That yeah. Uh, you know, because I, I do remember growing up as a kid and watching some uh, animated films that were made for kids that were a little that were challenging and that were were definitely uh, frightening at times. And uh, uh, I think uh, it's one of those things that I think um, parents today uh, are maybe not as used to uh, other cultures' animated films. Right. Yeah. And then now we've grown up and we can watch Satoshi Kong. So. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have the short film programs, which has uh, pairing a, a new year with flo floating weeds. The successful thawing of Mr. Moro with Phoenix, Nina and Pijote, Spend It All and the and Belizar the Cajun. And then they just are highlighting the short film Masquerade as well. Um, of course, you know, Spend It All is one of those great Les Blank films, which is a, a permanent uh, film. But uh, Masquerade I saw at uh, one of the film festivals I attended virtually this year. Uh, I can't remember if it was, I think it might have been the Seattle Film Festival, and it's a really lovely film, um, one of the better shorts that I saw. Um, and uh, I think it's a, a, a really, really strong film. So I do highly recommend this one um, for people to catch. Well, I'm going to see the shorts. Most of these I've not seen, and but I have seen the the features that have that have been yeah. set up with them. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing how the, how they relate to each other. Yeah. Uh, for double features, we have three women and persona. We have uh, election and election two, two films by Johnny Toe. Uh, we have rendezvous and the clouds of Sils Maria. We have uh, Le Quattro Volte and El Buco, and uh, so yeah, it's a good, a good set of double features there. Yeah, so it's a, that first one, Three Women in Persona, is, is an extraordinary combination there because I can see those two films yeah. reflecting back and forth on each other. Yeah, and then uh, uh, I don't know that I've seen this in the announcements uh, recently. Uh, this this may have been. Uh, been on there uh, since I have uh, been on uh, hiatus, but we have this encores uh, back by popular demand. They're bringing back uh, Talk of the Town, The Hitchhiker, The Long Goodbye, The Taking of Pelham 123, Variety, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Lady Vengeance, and Dogtooth. So um, bringing back some really great films. Yeah. So um, give me a list of eight different films that have nothing to do with each other. Exactly. <laughs> Except they were popular on the channel. No, this is new. You're, you're correct. If you've not saw this, because it's the first month they've ever done this. Yeah. They, there are films where we, there are months when we get, of course, encore presentations, yeah. but this is the first time they actually uh, announce them on the actual uh, announcement page. So, yeah. It's still you know, like it. Yeah. It's delightful to see these things. Um, getting you know getting in some films that uh that people like and uh want to see back on the channel so i think that's exciting <laughs> i had a friend who jokingly say well maybe they just they just couldn't figure out where to where to put these in the bundle <laughs> you know i said no i i think that uh it could be this that you know they're out there they, they have the license they're easily licensed you know from the studios yeah. and so yeah let, let's let's bring them back you know? yeah yeah exactly exactly 
Well, yeah, I, it's a good month. You know, I I do. I'm always very happy to see what they're they're adding to the channel, and uh, uh, this was fun to just kind of walk down the the list of titles with you. So thanks, Michael. Yeah. Thanks for, yeah, great. for doing that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, I, I will probably invite you back, Michael, uh, to talk, uh, about our first permanent streaming titles, uh, uh, just because, uh, sir, you have, uh, seen everything in the permanent, <laughs> okay. uh, collection. Yeah. And I think, uh, it will be a great, a great way for us to uh, kind of kick off this new, format and this new uh approach to doing the the channel so thanks for uh thanks for joining today oh and thanks for having me yeah anytime you can find criterion channel surfing at criteriancast.com and our website cinemacocktail.com and you can subscribe on apple podcasts stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts you can also find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching for Criterion Channel Surfing. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us in the Criterion Channel Club Facebook group or send us a message at criterionchannelsurfing at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Josh Hornbeck. Our logo was designed by Doug McCambridge of the Good Times Great Movies podcast. You can see more of his design work at dpmdesigns.com. Criterion Channel Surfing is a proud member of Criterion Cast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at criterioncast.com and support the work of Criterion Cast at patreon.com slash criterioncast. Criterion Channel Surfing is listener supported. So please consider donating to the show at patreon.com slash Josh Hornbeck. For just $5 a month, you get early access to all regular and bonus episodes of the show. And for $10 a month, you'll have the chance to give my guest and I a film to discuss on a special Patreon-only bonus episode. Thanks for listening. Criterion Cast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at CriterionCast.com.